Could be having some thunderstorms. Still, it's going to be 84 degrees. Our high today. 69 our low. And this rain thing continues right through until Wednesday. get a chance to mow the grass do it and, and may have a you know little windows of time to do it i did part of it yesterday all right well good morning folks it's a friday edition we wind up the week of this first week of august and um scott's had a good show this morning i think and uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of our programming today as well. Thank you. Huh? Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, August 5th it is. Oh, I see where you're coming from. Scott made a few comments about bikini underwear or something like that a few minutes ago, and I didn't, un- I didn't get it. <laughs> but now I see it's National Underwear Day. <laughs> Get it? It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing how many different kinds of underwear there are? Oh my goodness! Yes. Different. Long, tall, short. Yeah. All wide, slim. Well, I. Wide and slim. That's more based on size, but I'm talking about style. And the way they're cut. Yes. Uh, you had it in the first round. Um, <laughs> boy, it's so weird. <laughs> anyway, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. <laughs> um, so it's also um, nas- so not only National Underwear Day, but National Work Like a Dog Day. <laughs> that sounds more like Donald Duck. It right? is. Oh. <laughs> Barking like a dog. All the doggies out there listening that were probably sleeping, <laughs> they may not be sleeping now. They may be up barking. <laughs> <laughs> National Water <laughs> Balloon Day. Yeah, those, man. Those can be fun. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this thing where you attach the water hose and it has like 50 little tiny tubes and it blows up 50 balloons all at once. Oh, yeah. I just saw that happen, oh, in the last year, and I was amazed. Yeah, isn't it cool? 
you talk about being prepared. And with, then they seal off by themselves. Yeah. Somehow. Being prepared with an arsenal of water balloons. Well, we had a pretty good battle. Yeah. We, this is in the backyard at home, and I can't remember what the surface mist was. I think the uh, grandchildren were there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it wasn't an, an adult party. <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty I, funny. Well, I mean, adults were involved for sure. Oh yeah. I bet Nick was if he was there. Yeah. yeah. Nick likes to have fun. He's, he's got a birthday coming up tomorrow. No, yesterday. I thought it was tomorrow. Yesterday? Actually, actually August 3rd, I think. Oh. So, uh, belated. Yeah. Happy birthday greetings. How do you remember that? Uh, I just happened to think of it. I don't know. I just remember stuff like that. Well, August 3rd was Nick's birthday. I knew it was right around there somewhere. Yeah. Just like yours is in November, right? 25th. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, anyway, let's keep going here. All right. So National Work Like a Dog Day. National Water Balloon Day. We did that. National Oyster Day. Oysters. Oysters. And International Beer Day. Raw, raw, raw. You like oysters? Not particularly. Oh, I do. I was doing the Art Turf Show cheer. Yeah. You know? The oysters. Raw, raw, raw. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, do you have anything to add to this group? Um, let's see. I know you use a little different list. Sometimes you have. <coughs> no, it's actually I've got the same one. Okay. Well, anyway, let's see. On this day in history, let's go that direction. Okay. Once again, it's August 5th. But in the year 910, just a little while ago, on this date of August 5th, the last major Viking army to raid England is defeated at the Battle of Tettenhall by the Allied forces of Mercia and Wessex, led by King Edward and Earl. Ethelred, Ethel, Ethelred, something like that. Ethelred. Is it? Okay. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because there was an art professor, um, and his first name was Ethelred. Quite an artist himself, too. And? Last name is Eldridge, an OU professor of art. Oh, okay. Very... Very did, creative. Did you take art classes? Yeah, I took a few. Loved them. What was your favorite thing? Um, I think portraits. Okay. Landscapes. Uh, char- uh, let's see. Charcoal pencil drawings. So do you have some pieces at work you could um, share with us? I don't know if I still have them or not. <laughs> okay. I think mom and dad have one that I did when I was a freshman in high school, yeah. but not at OU. Well, so this even preceded um, yeah. your um, Ohio University experience. Yeah, with uh, Ray Abraham and his art classes there. Yeah, I remember that. Also, uh, Judy Morgan was a te- art oh, teacher sure, there. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. 
it was uh, they they made art classes fun. I mean, you know, you get in you an know, art class. I, and I was having a um, what do you call it? A, a mental lapse last time. Brain fog. Yeah, I was trying to think of the Athens High School teacher who taught drama or theater, and later was on city council for a while. There was one in particular, a woman. Is that is, that's not ringing any bell for you? I can that's, tell. That's, I'm seeing a face, but I can't can't put it in there. Oh, Do yes, it. Carol. You're 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 getting there. You're getting there. She was an English teacher too, Patterson. Yes, that's it. That's it. Nailed it. <laughs> Slowly, but nevertheless. Yeah, I was like, okay, I was thinking back to high school drama days. She was on city council. This was after my days on council. And I enjoyed her English classes, too. Um, I'm going a little negative here. Um, but a bunch of us have worked very hard with the arts, parks, and recreation department. And um, she came across the fact that there were term limits. And so just about the entire board had to resign or had to be replaced. Oh. And I was so disappointed because I had so many more things I wanted to do. I really liked working with arts, parks, and recreation. Yeah. Was, oh well. was there a provision there that you could be appointed again? Yes, down the road, but, I mean, you had to be off yeah. for a while. Yeah, a couple years, and maybe. Steve Patterson's talked about, would you like to go back on it? And I said, sure. Anyway, we'll wait for a vacancy, I guess. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, let's see here. So we did something, and then, really, we didn't talk about it. The last major Viking army to raid England was defeated by the battle of, at the Battle of Tettenhall by the Allied forces Mercia and Wessex. All these names are so unfamiliar to me. Anyway, that was in 1910. Let's go to the year 1305 when on this date of August 5th, William Wallace, who led Scottish resistance to England, was captured by the English near Glasgow and transported to London for trial and execution. The year 1583, Humphrey Gilbert claims Newfoundland for the British crown, the first English colony in North America and the beginning of the British Empire. worry about some of my pronunciations here. In 1716 on this date, the Battle of Tetravaradin, Tetravaradin, something like that, says the Habsburgs under Eugene of Savoy defeat the Turks in a decisive victory. Eighteen sixty four, the Battle of Mobile Bay. 
won by the Union Army, led by Rear Admiral David Farragut. With the cry, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. That was U.S. Civil War. Well, enough of that sort of thing. Um, famous birthdays. Uh-oh. I don't know this name at all. Adam Yauch. Y-A-U-C-H. Born on this date in 1964. Adam Yauch. Adam Nathaniel Yauch, better known under the stage name MCA, was an American rapper, bass player, filmmaker, and a founding member of the hip-hop group The Beastie Boys. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, he also died in 2012. Didn't didn't have a real long life. No, he didn't. Neil Armstrong. We sure know of him. We sure do. Born in 1930 on this date. Died in 2012 also. Okay. Let's Would see. you like some more on that? Of course. Neil Alden Armstrong was an American astronaut and aeronautical engineer. And the first person to walk on the moon. He was also a naval aviator, test pilot, and university professor. He was born and raised in Wapakoneta, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And he passed in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, refresh my memory, I the college he was at, uh, not attending, but uh, teaching... Uh, University of Southern California, he graduated, and uh, Purdue University yes. was the instruction. I think Pat had some reason to know him. Not that she took those types of classes, but there was some connection there. Yeah, with her being a Purdue alumnus? Absolutely. All right, uh, let's see here. A couple more birthdays. Maureen McCormick, nice-looking lady, 66th birthday today. McCormick. Maureen. I think she was Marsha, 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 if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Let me look and see. Maureen Denise McCormick is an American actress, singer, and author. She played Marsha Brady. Yes. On the Brady Bunch, which ran from 1969 to 1974. And reprise the role in several other my productions. First, my first real girlfriend's name was Marsha. Miami Marsha. How'd you know that? I remember things. <laughs> From Worthington? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Let's see. She here. left and went to Miami and changed her forever. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I love. I do. Tea, I do kind of tease Miami people a bit, not just because of the OU connection. <laughs> it's more that other thing. Okay, Patrick Ewing, sixtieth birthday. Oh, ba basketball great. Yes, great. NBA player, played uh, George at Georgetown University, and then continued on his NBA career with the New York Knicks. 
All right, now, a couple of famous deaths. <coughs> um, Alec Guinness. Uh, born in 1914, but died on this date in the year 2000. Alec Guinness. Alec Sir Alec Guinness was an English actor after an early career on the stage. Guinness was featured in several of the Ealing comedies, including Kind Hearts and Coronets. Some of his movies include The Bridge on the River Kwai from 1957, Star Wars Episode IV from 1977, and in 1962, Lawrence of Arabia. Marilyn Monroe. <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm just curious. How many films was she in? Can we see somewhere where they might say she was in 57 films or what? Marilyn Monroe, born in 1926, um, died on this date in 1962. Uh, the information they give me here says at least 40. 40 films. Yeah. She was famous for playing comedic, blonde, bombshell characters. She became one of the most popular sex symbols of the 1950s and early 1960s, as well as the emblem of the era's sexual revolution. The what? The era, E-R-A. The era's. Oh, oh, oh the, I, okay. That time period. Some of her works include Gentlemen Prefer Blondes from 1953. In 1959, Some Like It Hot, The Seven-Year Itch from 1955, and The Misfits from 1961. Um, I've seen a number of her films. And I'm no expert on this stuff or certainly don't have the credentials to be a critic or anything like that. But it did seem to me that she always play, uh, she played it a little bit over the top. It wasn't as natural coming out of her. Um, well, it doesn't matter what I think, does it? <laughs> well, anyway, well, she depends was attractive on for sure. Matter of interpretation, I guess, to whoever's listening. All right, well, let's turn our attention to some of the hard news. And okay. Then I've asked uh, Scott to also come up with some comedy stuff. I think it's always fun to end the week on some lighter notes, but we'll see what we can do. Anyway, so hard news. Brittany Griner. Russia convicted U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner of possession and smuggling of drugs yesterday sentencing her to nine years in penal colony six months after she was caught with uh, cannabis oil at an airport. Now, is cannabis really considered a drug? Well, in Russia, it is. I see. I mean, their laws are much stricter than laws here. And then the... What's the other thing? CBD, right? Uh, yeah. That's 
of a similar nature. Mm -hmm. It's not considered a hardcore drug. It's just many people feel it's helpful to your health, right? Anyway. Yes. So is would CBD, if she had been carrying that, would she have gotten in the same amount of um, trouble? My guess is yes. I mean, again, their their laws are lots tougher than they are here. And I'm, I'm surprised that it happened. Uh, for me, for some somebody that was living in that country and had been there for many, many times, played basketball there, I, I would think she would know the – the laws are much tougher if you get busted with that stuff. They go on to say the conviction was largely expected. Greiner did plead guilty. In Russian courts, report a 1% acquittal rate, though observers said the sentence appeared unusually high. Moscow officials stated the ruling is a precondition for a possible prisoner swap between Russia and the U.S. The exchange may include Russian arms dealer Viktor Bout, B-O-U-T, imprisoned in the U.S. since 2012 for conspiracy to support terrorists. And American Paul Whelan, jailed on espionage charges since 2018. About evaded capture for decades and was the basis for the lead character in the 2005 film Lord of War. Anyway, now that she is convicted, Greiner may also seek a pardon from President Vladimir Putin. Her lawyers have 10 days to appeal the ruling. We'll just wait and see what happens. Yeah, I don't think Putin's too crazy about Americans right now. Really? <laughs> With the support of the U.S. support of Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. That'll be interesting to see what happens. The former governor of Puerto Rico, Wanda Vecchiet, Vasquez, Vasquez, something like that, was arrested by the FBI yesterday, accused of corruption and accepting bribes while in office. The scheme reportedly involved multiple banking executives and a former FBI agent. Vasquez, the island's former top prosecutor, assumed office in 2019 after the previous governor was caught up in a second, I'm sorry, in a separate scandal. While running for re-election in 2020, U.S. officials alleged Vasquez, 62 years of age, accepted a $300,000 campaign donation from a Venezuelan banker in exchange for agreeing to replace the island's top regulator. When she lost in the primary elections, Herrera attempted to bribe her successor to end an audit of his San Juan bank only to be caught up in an FBI sting. Former FBI agent Mark Rossini 
who provided political consulting services to Herrera and reported acted as an intermediary, was also arrested. And each of the three faces up to 20 years in prison if convicted. Let's see here. Two former and two current Louisville, Kentucky police officers were charged with federal civil rights violations in the death of Breonna Taylor. The Justice Department revealed this information yesterday. Charges include falsifying an affidavit to obtain a search warrant and making false statements to investigators. Well, the charges come more than two years after 26-year-old Taylor was killed by police attempting to carry out a midnight no-knock search warrant. Now, the officers say they attempted to announce themselves before entering, but anyway, though her name and residence were on the warrant, she was considered a soft target with police having previously located the prime suspect elsewhere. Taylor was shot multiple times when her boyfriend exchanged gunfire with officers, believing them to be intruders. Well, neither of the two officers who fired shots that hit Taylor was included in the charges. Of the four, only one faced criminal charges related to the incident This is a former officer now, Brett Hankinson, was found not guilty of wanton endangerment back in March. Well, those are a couple items there. Let's see here. I guess that does it for that report. I have about 18 minutes left in today's program. Uh, We turn to the New York Times. But first, I also see uh, we're getting a phone call. So let's um, get all the buttons pushed right, and here we go. Good morning. Good morning. In regard to that basketball player uh, in Russia, I think she was somewhat shocked. She thought maybe it would be less than that amount of time. Um, but um, why are they playing in Russia? Is it because of the money? Scott, you have a better handle on oh, sports. Oh, yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm sure it is. Yeah, she's one of the highest-played players in the WNBA, however, so I, I, that's what I wondered. Why did she go there? Because I, I think <clears throat> it's because they get four times in the amount of money than they would – if they played elsewhere. That could very well be, yes. And what should we do as a country? Don't go there. Don't <clears throat> send our women there. Don't send our men there. Don't do any any um, um, sports-related things, no matter how much they dangle in front of you. I mean, she was not peddling drugs. That's really what they were charging her with, as if she were a drug pusher. These were for her own personal use, for a, a medical means. She had prescriptions for those uh 
um, um, marijuana things, and um, I think it was oil, and there was, I don't know what else it was, but uh, it was for severe arthritic pain. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, um, I have, um, I use CBD. And um, just a a tiny bit at night before I go to sleep. Um, That is not a a drug. But it is. In the sense of creating any false, um, whatever you want to call it. Um, Aspirin's a drug. Okay. You've got all kinds, they're, they're drugs. They, they do uh, help the body. I meant. I know what you meant. You okay. meant, a, 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 you know, you're not out pushing anything. You're not taking illegal drugs. You're taking a, a prescribed drug. It's I not, it's it's not hallucinogenic. And um, many drugs that are considered illegal provide hallucinations. Hall- help me with that word. Hallucinations. Yes. Um, Opioids drugs are, are they're, they're drugs, and people right. use those. I don't know about hallucinations, but, uh, you know, I think, I think you're on the wrong track when you use the word, but they're not hallucinogenic uh, drugs like LSD or something like that. But this is a, these are, they have them scheduled, whatever they are, they have schedules attached to these various kinds of drugs like opioid drugs and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, and I remember you've had conversation about fentanyl, for example, or there's been recent news about fentanyl. And I remember mentioning on the air that uh, that that is not a, a fentanyl is often used in surgeries. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it, you know as long as it's used in that poor woman didn't realize she had it in there. She but they treated her as if she were a drug pusher. The amount she had was so so minimal. <laughs> I don't know who she was pushing it to if they were accusing her of pushing it. It wasn't enough to do anything for anyone. <laughs> I mean, like she was a big-time, you know, drug drug pusher or something. Yeah, but it was all political, you know. It, I mean, after all. Yes. I, 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 intend, I tend to agree with you. So anyway, I, I just thought I would, would – um, maybe, maybe the sports world – could do something in terms of saying, listen, this is what you're doing to our people when we come over here, uh, when they have a medication that was prescribed by a physician. Um, we're not going to comply with you. I don't care how many dollars you did dangle in front of me because this is more costly than any money would anyone would get going there. And uh, you know Putin, he's going to use it. If we exchange that, dru- that uh, arms dealer who is responsible for, for much of the of the uh, of the weapons that's going over to the Middle East, um, that's why he got like a 20-year sentence, I think, and he's into 10 or in the first 10 or whatever it is. I don't know all the total facts with that, but uh, and and the other guy that that would maybe come along with. There's another one. There's a third one, but they're not going to attach him to this deal if it's made. And these are all people that were just netted for some political reason. Mm-hmm. So you know. Putin can't trust him for nothing, <laughs> and uh, that's just how it goes. And I did want to uh, say, because Scott did mention earlier, that um, your son's having a birthday. 
Happy birthday to him. Yeah. Well, well actually. Tomorrow. No, no, no. Oh, it's not tomorrow. It was two days ago. The third. Oh, it was two days ago. Yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll still pass it along. Well, he's a fine young man. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, you know, those cartridges she had uh, are vape cartridges that uh, con- uh, they contain the cannabis oil in them. And, uh, you know, it, it is a drug, especially if it has the TCH in it, or is it THC? I'm not sure. But uh, I think it's TCH. Mm, THC. But, yeah, it can have uh, up to 5% of TCH in it, which is the part of the drug that gets gets you high. Or, in this case, uh, you know, if it's used for pain relief, you know, we... We know that medical marijuana is legal in some states, but uh, on the federal level, what she had is not legal. Some states it is, but the feds still say it is illegal here in the U.S. So, you know, if if she were in a state that it was allowed here in the U.S., no problem. But again, Russia's laws are much tougher than ours. I have um, my stepson. Yeah, it is THC. Now that I think of it, sorry, wanted to add that. My stepson um, is a grower of marijuana in California. He has a farm out in Lucerne Valley. Uh, In the years that he's been doing this, which has been maybe eight years now, um, the rules keep changing. When he first opened up, he was licensed. He had bank account, he had proper credentials, and now California has um, done away with a lot of that stuff. So... Done away with the licensing part? Yes. Um, and, and, And changed it up where... The buyers of the material, and I don't mean individuals, but the companies that produce products out of it, um, they are licensed, but the growers are not. And I may have this kind of fouled up because it's changed so much over the last eight years. Um. You're not allowed to have your a bank account because banks are federally insured, FDIC. It, it's, it forces people to – some of the rules that have been changed on this stuff kind of force them to be – I don't want to say illegitimate, but to not do things in a business-like manner. 
Um, and he grows a quality product, which he's turned into many useful products by the companies that have the ability to process this stuff. Oh, well. I, I Well, you, you know, some... Some growers, depending on how much they do, I mean, if it's done legally, it's a very lucrative business now. Well, he doesn't do badly. Yeah, I'm sure. I would think so in California but, but especially. There's, there's concerns about um, um, people invading his facility at mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. and stealing a bunch of stuff yep. and all sorts of odd things. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's move on. So, climate change. It isn't a partisan issue in many countries. Both right-leaning and left-leaning parties favor policies to to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, even if they fight over the specifics of those policies. This consensus allowed the European Union to cut emissions sharply over the past few decades as the threat of global warming became clearer. In the United States, of course, climate is a partisan issue. Nearly all elected Democrats favor actions that slow climate change. Almost no Republicans in major policy-making positions, including members of Congress and the Republican appointees on the Supreme Court, support such policies. So the New York Times has written a story about that this morning. And um, I think it's simply called coal, like what you dig out of the ground, coal versus Wall Street. And if that's a story that would be of interest to you, I suggest you go to New York Times website. See, what else do I have here? Uh, here's some more on Brittany Griner, but we've done that well enough. I guess I guess we've really covered the things okay. There aren't that many things to bring up this morning. 